Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. Happy Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We are back at it eight days a week. This would be the eighth day of the week here, a spinoff of the Overnight Show. And I am always excited about the Sunday podcast, which has surprisingly done very well head-to-head. We've had interview podcasts. We shoot the... Shoot the crapola there on Saturday, but the Mailbag Podcast, a staple of the weekend, a tradition unlike any other, and it's done very well. We are joined yet again from west of the 405, a man who on my birthday called me a piece of shit, David Gascon. Doing that. Doing God's work on your birthday, as I might add. Uh, the production value for your virtual digital birthday cards was tremendous. It was uh, it was Oscar-worthy. Uh, I like to give a speech as soon as uh, the Bennies are around, and I accept my award for the best fill-in. Um, so brighter days are, are certainly ahead. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a day under the sun that you got to celebrate your birthday and uh, happy about that. But I am in a bad mood, Ben Mallier. Well, why would you be in a bad mood? There's nothing um, to be in a bad mood about. We we are no longer perfect. Um, some fucking asshole or assholes yeah. decided uh-huh. to take their act to Apple iTunes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Our, our perfect rating of a 5.0 is no longer. Oh, is that right? We are yeah. down to a 4.8 on reviews. Uh, how did that happen? I, I, don't, I don't know. But I, I mean... Probably your had, fault. Probably had to do with the fact that I wasn't around a couple of weeks ago and the production value turned to shit. And uh, well, that is your fault, though. So it is your fault. I was well, yeah, correct. I mean, you were not here, not, and yeah, it was, it's your, you are responsible for the person that here. you did not My, tell them properly how to do the podcast. I, you know, I can't tell a twenty-year veteran how to do his job, but uh, you know, people don't yeah, want to listen. Make sure uh, listen uh, when you're away. You've got to make sure the people that are in for you know how to do it. Well, that's their know problem. how to do the job. Yeah, you know, they could figure it out. I figured it out. I was pretty good at that, but it's whatever. So I noticed that you're not really talking about many of the reviews here uh, that I, uh, I I've seen here. Uh, some of the more recent reviews. Keep up here. the great work, gentlemen. Keep up the good work. Enjoy the questions. Love the podcast since the beginning. As long as you keep myself and under control. Keep gag on under control. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm not like a wild dog or some shit like that. I'm just uh, I'm loose a little bit, I'm a little bit outside the uh, the beaten path, but it's fine. Yeah, but. Yeah, voice but, of the people. How about that? John the Jailer, Voice uh, of the People. That's one of my favorites. Is he talking about you? 
He's not talking about you. No. Yeah, he said, Ben Maller is the voice of the people. Ah, my ear. Just yelling into my ear. Well, he didn't listen. I had to yell. It's uh-huh. not enjoyable when you don't listen. That's a bad job by you. Unbelievable. So, yeah. How about this one? Uh, we, I think we talked about this a while back, but this one still stands out. The one-star review, too much repetition. <laughs> what are we... What? What? That's the one that you can you can criticize me for anything. It's fair, but that's the one thing I don't repeat myself. Like I've been told, other radio shows, they will do one monologue and just repeat it yes. every hour. <laughs> I've n- never been that guy. With with rare exception, when there's a huge story, I might do the same story, but I'll try to do a different angle. Yeah. On the you know the topic trees is what we call it. But no, I, I have attention deficit disorder. I, I will go on and on. Uh, you know, every hour on something else. Well, the occasionally idea, I will strip. Yeah, but the idea of a podcast or a show is to make sure that you set the expectations, and I think we do that. Friday is typically with a guest. Saturday is not so much. Then Sunday is all dedicated to the listeners with mailbags. Yeah. But that is, I, I guess, that's like structured in such a way that it feels repetitious, but. So what do we have to do to get more reviews? Do we have to offer like money, a carrot on a stick here? Like uh, we you know, get a few stragglers every week or every other week that will post a review. Yeah. But what is it going to take? I, I th- Considering how many people actually listen to the podcast and how many people have actually bothered to review it, it's like point, you know, two. But 0.000.2% of the actual people that listen to the podcast. Well, I think the challenging part in all this, and you would know because a lot of your listeners have been with you for, for 15, 20 oh, here years. Here we go. This is where you're going to take a shot at the people that are fans of the show. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, go ahead. I'll get myself ready for this one. Um, I think it's challenging when you have listeners that can't read. And so when you can't read, you can't rate. And if you can't rate, then we don't get those reviews in. So when you can't type, you can't put out words out there. It gets a little challenging. So I think that's the the dilemma that we're running into is that the audience is just not up to stuff. Like if we had guys like I'm a pilot across the board, five star, we probably wouldn't even be here right now. We'd be at Hawaii somewhere shooting the shit, five stars, multiple six-figure income salaries because podcast production, the reviews are great, and the audience would love us. But we don't have that kind of demographic here. It's a little bit different and uh, – we have to make with what we got. So I think that we're limited in terms of the areas that we can get reviews and, and comments on. Yeah. And this is just another textbook example. Was that a good shot? Of why David Gascon so good. does not relate to the common man, I feel like the Dave, working class. I feel like Dave Parker right now. I feel yeah. like it. Yeah, just big, strong, taking my hacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The white yeah. cobra. This is why we get one-star reviews right there. Comments like that. In fact, I'd encourage you to give a one-star review to the podcast because of what Gascon just said. He just said you're illiterate, you're a loser, and I think you should give a negative review of the podcast. I haven't called anyone toothless today, for the record. Yeah. Not yet. Typical west of the 405, the lower, lower, you know, what do they call it? The lower order, right? The the sharecroppers, a bunch of barbarians. How dare them. You should go into the mailbox. I'm going to go check my credit score right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. What are, what are you gonna, that's your uh, your debt score. I wouldn't be bragging about your debt score. Uh, you know, debt scores, Q ratings, the whole nine yards. What do, yeah. we got? what do we got in the mailbox for this week? All right, let's get right to it. We do have to get to the mailbag. These are actual questions by actual listeners sent in via Facebook and the Maller Show email bag. In the bag. In the bag we go. Uh, where to start? Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. All right, Pierre in Springfield. Great way to start, Jesus. Pierre in Springfield. Why? This guy gets it. Oh. All right, this guy gets it. Everybody. He says, since you've been dropping breadcrumbs for the past few weeks, any truth to the rumor that you've decided to sell off the original and the current Maller Mansions to relocate on the other side of the 405 <laughs> with Gagon and the rest of the one percenters. Uh, no, no, I, uh, I will not be moving west of the 405. Uh, there is something percolating, but I am not allowed to disclose that is not for public fodder at this particular time. So you've got to factor that in. But thank you for your concern. appreciate that. Uh, let's see. This is from Scott, the chef in New Orleans in the Bayou. 
He says, at 53, I finally decided to learn how to scuba dive nice. during the pandemic. Now I'm addicted, and I'm considering other adventure sports. Are there any adventure sports that you guys see yourself trying but gingerly uh, taking into account your advancing years? Especially that flabby, frail old man gag on. <laughs> I, th- I think with Scotty, I think he had to get a certification, too, for that. I think you're required. To scuba dive, yeah, you yeah. do. You have to get a license. Yeah. Because if anything goes wrong, you're done. Yeah. That's it. Game over. Lights out. Exit stage right. I- I'm kind of tempted to do some skydiving. I'd like to. Yeah. You should do that, and I'll be on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've jumped out of all the planes I want to jump out of. No. What what about parasailing? Would you ever consider doing that or hang gliding? <sighs> hang gliding over an ocean. Yes. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, in Hawaii. Going yeah. to Hawaii. Yeah. We'll yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah. Have you ever done bungee jumping? No, I would never do bungee jumping. No, you would not do that. You don't want to be on a rubber band? No. In case it snaps. I mean, I'm afraid of heights anyway, so skydiving would, would scare the shit out of me. But my a cousin of mine, he went on a, a bachelor party about a decade ago, and he went, I think they went past Lake Elsinore, I think, and he said that when they went out, it was early in the morning, like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, they went out to jump. And he said that the adrenaline rush was so high and his adrenaline was just shot through the roof that when they when they eventually landed and touched down, they grabbed a beer at the local bar and then he slept the rest of the day. Like that's how shot he was from the adrenaline. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's pretty wild. Uh, Jason writes in, he says, hey, guys, uh, so I'm graduating from college this year. Congrats. Congratulations. Uh, And I got to leave a personal message for the ceremony this year. Anyway, I will attach a picture of the message, as I think you'll both really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Signed, Jason from Parts Unknown. We don't know what college, and we don't know uh, much more than that. But (laughs) did you see the photo? Are you looking at it here? I'm not. I'm not. What's the photo? He wrote here, I didn't cheat my way through college like the Astros cheated to win the World That's Series. Good. <laughs> That's good. Good job by you, Jason. That's good. Look at that. See, that's a le- that's a legitimate diploma there. You're not like the Astros where you, it's a tarnished, just a little piece of paper is uh, what that would be if you cheated like that. How dare you? That's great. All right. Uh, what do we have near here? Let me see. Uh, I don't think I put the name on this one. Oh, okay, it's a long one. It's, uh, let's see, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Oh, this is from I'm a Pilot. Oh. Maybe we should skip that one. Well, I... Yeah, just skip it. Uh, he says, during my early morning... I'll just read the whole thing. I don't know if he wants me to read the whole thing. He didn't say not to read the whole thing. He says, during my early morning uh, Tokyo jog, I just finished listening to this week's Fifth Hour podcast shows and comparing uh, compared to the dreck of the previous week, one can only conclude that David Gascon is crucial to the show, much like a solid foundation on which the Acropolis in Athens and the pyramids of Giza hmm. have stood for centuries. So, too, is the work of one David J. Gascon. Oh. This must be your burner this account, is, right? Good, man. This got to be your burner account. Look at, I mean, he has commas in the right places, periods. He capitalizes. He has all the words spelled out. And this is a white collar type of guy this is the guy that we need here for your audience to grow this fucking show well it says here i i feel as over uh, a 10-year listener to your show and self-appointed counsel for david uh, gascon the malfeasance accused by you upon him must be debunked yes again this is a burner account for gascon i wonder if we could prove me wrong i wonder if we can bribe i'm a pilot to bring back some japanese wagyu he's in tokyo he said, uh, well, hold on a second. The email continues. In said Maller Show guidebook, section 7, subsection 7A is incorrect. Uh, said fill-in, Big Mike, is solely accountable for their own production and liability does not fall upon Gascon. That's right. Who was not available nor had any way to correct or control the shitty production. Yep. A waiver and release, baby. Well, let's pause right there. Let's hit the pause button. That's not true. <laughs> 
right. The way this works here, when you are lazy and you don't show up to work. I wasn't lazy. You are supposed to tell the person filling in how to properly do their job. And if you do not do that, and that didn't happen here, then uh, you are responsible. That's like you going to Colin Cowherd telling him how to do his job. Or vice versa. Well, no, no. If the difference, if Cowherd filled in for me and I didn't tell him how our show works, that would be malfeasance. No, it wouldn't. He just talks. Yes, on the it air. would absolutely be malfeasance. How hard is it for you to just go on the air, talk, and then lean on callers for another hour or two? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Well, according to you, they can't read. So how could I lead on them? I mean, they're illiterate. Yeah, that's true. I guess. All right. It is up to the marquee name, I'm a pilot, says, to fully vest the validity and ability of fill-ins to not only produce but manage discrepancies to to marquee's name's satisfaction. Well, that's actually not true. Um, Let me tell you, some some people think, well, hey, why don't you have so-and-so fill-in? And... And here's the thing. If you think I had any kind of leeway at the company, any kind of power, and I wielded a powerful, uh, powerful hammer, you think I'd have a wand? David uh, Gascon on the podcast. Yes. You think I would have Brian yes. Fenley? No. Step in when Eddie's away? Maybe. Of course not. No. Who would you have? No, fill in? no, 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 no. Who would you have fill in then for Eddie if, if he was not around? Well, anybody but Finley, A B F. Whether that's Wreck It Ralph, uh, DeSager, who I don't think will work on our show anymore. I don't know any of these guys. I would have them, uh, or probably myself. Not you. No, yeah. I did not have you on that list. Uh, you just complain. It's too late. I can't stay up. It's a bad schedule. I, I got. I got to go east of the four hundred five. Oh, boo! Any, any, anybody can regurgitate updates for seven hours during that time slot. Well, yeah, you update guys. Do one update and just repeat it over and over again. It's fascinating. The work ethic involved in rewriting. Woo! I remember when I started, they gave this book. I still have it somewhere. It's in the in the uh, shed somewhere. But it's it was the guidebook to doing news updates at Fox Sports Radio. And it was like, you have to rewrite every hour and uh, you know rephrase. And I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> that, that ship has uh, left the port. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, what else do we have? He made some comment about the Dodgers. Uh, who cares? A uh, five-tool player such as David J. Gascon. Boy, this yep. guy really wants oh. to have your child there. Um, Man, you two should get a room. We should. First class. First class cabin. I'm a pilot, says uh, David J. Gascon needs an apo- no apology. A man 
who has had his hand in radio, TV, cinema, social media, and literature, does not wait for nobody. That's right. Much like all the superheroes of our time, Mr. Gascon uh, goes where he is called and needed most. That's right. I need to take a shower (laughs) after reading this. David Gascon's most recent display of genius may have been recently when producing your regular show, his acute sense of screening callers and promptly Ending them at the perfect time was nothing short of miraculous. I can only imagine what I'm a pilot thought of David Gascon on my birthday calling me a piece of shit. (laughs) Probably thought that was really good as well. Uh, One can only ascertain, I'm a pilot says, that he is one of the main reasons why the show consistently ranks in the top five. I think we all agree that we need more David Gascon in our life. It's good. And you, you see, here's the thing. You accuse me of having like Pierre and Springfield and guys like that suck up to me. They have never written a love note that guy like this from I'm a Pilot because they can't write, they can't articulate it in the fashion that he has done that. I mean, Pierre- oh, he's not done. By the way, he's not done. There's oh, well, more. Continue, continue. I believe a public apology. I'm a Pilot says for your alleged malfeasance against him would end our grievance and we would consider this matter closed. On another note, I noticed. Uh, you have been uh, talking about sprucing up the house and uh, and all that. Uh, immediately, my spider senses begin to twitch, and it can mean two things. And he says, as a father of twin girls, five years old, I, I know this trend. Uh, either Mrs. Maller uh, may be pregnant and you are waiting until the first trimester, or, or you are selling and moving to west of the 405. <laughs> now, neither of those things. Are, all these guys trying to figure out what's going on. All these, all these private eyes here trying to figure out what's going on. Well, uh, there is uh, nothing I can reveal at this time, but I promise you, I will not be living west of the 405. Never going to happen. No. No, it bothers me when I go west of the 405. I try to go to the beach where the 405 ends because I don't want to go west of the 405. So I'll just go to like, I'll go down, all the way down to the Laguna Beach because that's, there's no 405 down there. Or I'll go up north to central California or I'll go to Ventura or somewhere like that uh, where there's no, no 405 freeway. This is arguably your, the best caller that you have on your show. He doesn't even call. He does. No, no, he's not a call. He's an email writer. He's a Twitter guy. He's not a call. He's the best personality that you have amongst your followers. Great guy. I mean, obviously, he's working, part of the working class, but he's elite. And uh, there's a whole lot of reasons why. All right, calm down. Uh, He has a question also, but this thing goes on forever. How about brevity? I'm a pilot. How about a little brevity? He's got a 14-hour flight to Tokyo. What do you want? Yeah, but we don't have a 14-hour podcast. Maybe not. You always come like, wrap it up, Bobby, wrap it up. I got to go. I got things to do. I can't, I can't be here forever. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Nonstop. I got these. Why are you going? I'm like, there's no clock on a podcast. We can do whatever we want. There's no clock on a podcast. No, no, I got things to do. Yeah, leave me alone. Blah, 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 blah. As you used to say back in the day, get to the point. Get to the point, please. Uh, here's the question from Mama Pilot. What is something you did that was really out of your comfort zone it doesn't have to be the scariest, but something you didn't want to do but ended up kind of enjoying. And uh, he listed a couple of options, eating something weird. Well, yeah, I, I think eating the the bull testicles was probably the, the biggest thing I did. I did not enjoy it, though. Yeah. The, the Rocky Mountain oysters. I've never done horseback riding. I did go to the ballet. My wife, uh, she wanted to go to the ballet, so I went to the ballet and so a lot of dudes walking around with cod pieces. That was awkward. And, uh, yeah, that was not really my, my jam. I went to a Beauty and the Beast musical nice. at the Hollywood Bowl. Great spot. Mm, it's all right. I don't like that stacked parking over there. Uh, but I've done that. I've never – we talked about this earlier. I've never done skydiving. Uh, I've done snorkeling, not scuba diving. Uh, ballroom dancing. No, I've never done – Never done that. I would say the thing that was really out of my comfort zone was getting married, and uh, and I did do that. Nice. So, there you go. That's uh, I'm a pilot with the never-ending letter. Who someday, Gascon, uh, you will look back at your life and you say, "Who said the nicest thing about me in my life?" And it would be, "I'm a pilot," right there. Well, I mean, it goes one, and then 
definitely not to you at number two. So I will answer this question. I think I've had cow tongue before. That was kind of awkward and uncomfortable. I, I do hear you like tongue. And um, who doesn't like a little tongue? Um, and I think the I think the acting for me doing that is um, out of my comfort zone too. The acting, yeah. Well, you miss the podcast every other week because of the acting. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. But with that. it's different when you're doing live radio or live television. You're flying without a, a parachute, so you're you're pot committed. You don't have time to think about it. But when you are on a set and you're shooting, you got people looking at you, judging you. Yeah. And then of course you have a director that and an editor that will make or break you. They can capture whatever you put out there and either cut it or emphasize it. And then on top of that, you're just trying to portray something in someone else. And uh, Well, you should do the curb your enthusiasm type acting where you don't have lines that you, you, you know, there's some things you have to say, but you can ad lib, right? You can. Yeah. But I, you, that's, that's the kind of acting that I would want to do. If yeah, I was imp- doing improv stuff. would be improv, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, when you're going on these, on these films or these shows, they want you to be word perfect and buy the book. So if you're not word perfect, they say it's an insult to the, to the writer and they have written well, it fuck that <laughs> bullshit. I know. No, it's all about how you deliver. Who is the old actor that had the supposedly had the earpiece in because he could never remember his lines? I thought it was Marlon Brando. Is it Marlon Brando? It might be Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah, the legendary Hollywood story. He was such a such a stumble bum and such a, a he could not remember his lines, so they had to put an earpiece in, and, 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 and that way he would be told what to say and just repeat it. Yeah, or they'd have flashcards or almost like a billboard below his partner, his scene partner's like breastplate, so he would go off the copy off of that. When they're uh-huh. when shooting the scene, yeah, it's like a David Letterman uh, or the old uh, late night shows when I used to watch those, and they'd have the cue cards. Yeah, they Jimmy Carson, like, Letterman, yeah, all those guys. I think it's Johnny Carson. Jimmy's Johnny his Carson. brother. Jimmy Carson played for the LA Kings. I do remember a guy <laughs> named Carson that played for the Kings. Uh, Queen Roxanne oh. in. Co- oh, I'm just going back to back with a love affair. I love it. Is this your birthday or my birthday weekend? Well, it can't be my birthday weekend. You call me a piece of shit. So it can't be my birthday weekend. Uh, Queen Roxanne in Colorado writes and says, where is the first vacation you'll be taking since the country seems to be opening up? Well, as far as a plane, I've been around California. Don't tell anybody that, but I've gone all over the Golden State here during the last year. But uh, I haven't gone anywhere outside of California, like road, weekend road trips. In fact, I was just in Santa Barbara recently. I love Santa Barbara. Solvang, that part of California is very cool. Go for a weekend. Hang out, uh, but I I do do have some plans. I'd like to, as I said earlier, either today or yesterday, I'm going to go back to Wisconsin and visit my brother in Appleton. So I'll go to Chicago and then up to Appleton, and maybe I'll I got to get to Minnesota. I'll be in Wisconsin, which is right you know past Minnesota, so I should probably stop in Minnesota, uh, and then I got to get to Cincinnati, have some skyline chili with just Josh and. Justin in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bros, and uh, all that. Yeah. What would be a meal of choice in Cincinnati? Are we talking bratwurst here? Well, the, Cincinnati's known as the well. Minnesota's the Juicy Lucy. That's what I want to have a Juicy Lucy in Minnesota. But in Cincinnati, there the dish I always heard was the the Skyline Chili. Yeah, but. but the chili on top of spaghetti. Oh, Isn't that what they do? I think that's what. They but do. you you're allergic to hot sauce, aren't you? No, no. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I've got a white guy tolerance to hot sauce, but I, I, I think I, I like hot sauce more than I do. Okay. But as I've gotten older, like I, I used to never eat the peppers on the pizza, but I, I love to put extra pepper on the pizza and all that. So I'm all about it. All right, fair enough. Rick from San Ramon writes in, and no Cal, he says, Ben and Gascon, I really enjoyed your interview with Ryan Leaf. It changed my opinion of the guy because he actually acknowledged his immaturity. When he was younger, I'm sure his time in custody provided him with a chance to take stock of his mistakes, Rick's point, Rick's points out. The funniest part of the interview was Gascon's conversation with Leaf about Colin Kaepernick. Talk about biting your tongue. That conversation could have deteriorated quickly. Uh, he says, great stuff. Keep it up. Well, yeah, that and also don't discount, Rick, when I just as a throwaway comment, Pointed out to Ryan Leaf that we used to play his knock it off soundbite 
ad nauseum on the radio, and that he got really upset, and uh, he got angry. I got angry, Ryan Leaf, and that was unexpected. That was awkward. That was good. I thought he was just, you know, have a good sense of humor about it. No, he didn't have a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. I mean, Not I at all. I wasn't going to kowtow to him about his, I mean, because he likes Ka- Colin Kaepernick, and that's that's fine. I mean, I liked him when he played at Nevada, but, you know, the certain things that he said, we just obviously didn't agree with. I, yeah, we have fundamental disagrees with Colin Kaepernick, but you're not going to not. I don't know. You, is that a battle you want to get into at that point? I don't no, know. Maybe, Ryan, maybe it is. No, but Ryan Leaf is a – he answered every question we asked. and He didn't shy away from anything either. Like, he was pretty candid with every response he gave us. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Leaf was good. I thought he was good. And uh, next next draft, I think next year, we're going to have to have Jamarcus Russell on. Oh, boy. You know? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That'd be fun. We should track him down. I wonder what he's doing. Oh, man. Curious, like, what do you do when you're one of the great busts of all time? What like, we, we know can, what Ryan Leaf's up to. But what's he up to? What if we can get Ontario Smith on? Oh, talk about the Wizenator. Yes. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be really good. Yeah, we should do that. We should just like, hey, it's a podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. But how do we track these guys down? That's the thing. Wizenators and Purple Drank. Oh, uh, you know, I'd like to get on Richie Incognito. Oh boy, that guy. Oh man. Oh man, he'd talk be, about what happened with the Dolphins and that whole. I think that was a bullcrap. Yeah, uh, he's suspension. Like, he's like Jeremy Turley on steroids. Yeah, that would be a that would be a good one. You know, what I really want to get on, and I I I know he would do it. Is Terry Bradshaw? I worked with Terry. Yeah, on radio, we gotta get. See, the problem with Terry is you gotta like go through publicists and stuff like that. But we could play that game, right? Yeah, we could play that game. We get Bradshaw on here. Yeah. All right, Neil writes in on the mailbag. He says, Big Ben, oh, Big Ben, I've been listening to your show, uh, your voice on radio for a decade and a half. Holy crap, that's a long time. So a huge fan of yours. However, uh (laughs) uh-oh. The episodes with Big Mike was not just a disaster because of audio quality, but Big Mike is a Big Ben bootlicker (laughs) and has the charisma of a Biden staffer. Oh, there you go. Which is a super cringe lick fest type show. Uh, Going from Gascon to Big Mike is like going from a Porsche 911 to a Toyota Camry. How dare you use a car analogy like I've done, Neil, you schmuck. So good. How dare you? I like Neil a lot. Another suck up. Uh, You know what? Neil gets a golden ticket. Oh, stop. He gets a golden ticket. Miss the Gascon banter. So glad your sidekick. That's the meaning. Good job by you, Neil. Air high five to Neil. You're so lame. Giving you an air high five. He called you a sidekick. You guys are going to oh, fucking make out. So happy your sidekick came back. Oh, He is like Steve Williams, the caddy to you, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Without the caddy, you know what happened to Tiger. So be kind to Gascon. The key to your, uh, your master's. Is uh, is my sidekick and caddy? I need oh, a, I need a book deal is, now. That is so good. I the caddy dirty. and the sidekick, a tell-all book. Uh, he says for the mailbag, your Maller monologue on LeBron, his disgusting police tweet, and Adam Scarecrow Silver was epic. Well, thank you for that, Neil. Glad you enjoyed that. Always fun to take pot shots at the God's gift to humanity who's going to fix the world unless you actually ask him to do something, (laughs) LeBron James, and then he will run and hide and turtle up uh, with our, uh, as we said earlier, with our guy Leo Terrell, who uh, the the great Leo Terrell who tried to say, hey, LeBron, you got a problem with the cops? Uh, I got a a black police officer here. We'd like to have a conversation with you, figure out what we can do. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, He says, though, Neil, that he finds the baseball monologues that we do the best. He says, I don't even watch baseball and i don't even care about baseball uh if you were to pick one sport to watch for the rest of your life would it be baseball the nfl i'm guessing it's not the dumpster fire nba is uh, the is uh, you know the nba or the the new nhl in viewership uh he says well yeah it would definitely be a toss-up between baseball and football from a radio perspective football is much more important but i loved baseball baseball was my first love when i was a kid I uh, played it all the time. Played hours and hours of stickball in the neighborhood. I, I would, you know, I was the kid that had no friends, so I just throw the tennis ball against the, the the garage door, and I thought I was the greatest defensive player of all time. And I, I just have fond memories of going to the batting cages and all that. But uh, I, I wouldn't have a problem just watching football the rest of my life. Football is actually the perfect sport to have a life if you only watch the games because they only play once a week. It's although now it's like Thursday, Sunday, Monday. 
but you don't have to watch every game. So yeah, it's a, it's a toss up, but I, I would have no problem with baseball or football. I guess if you put a gun to my head, I'd pick baseball, but I'd be fine with football. Well, on yeah. top of that, you have 162 games, so a lot more content for you as opposed to just the 16, 17 weeks. Yeah, and baseball, you're not supposed to watch every game. You're supposed It's one of those things you know it's there. It's kind of like a good parent, right? Yeah. Good parent, you know, you don't need your parent every day, but it's good to know they're there if you need them, right? It's good to know that if you really get in a tough spot in your life, you can call up, whether maybe it's not your parent, maybe it's an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent or a cousin or something, but to know you've got that person in your life that – in case things go bad, you can call them up and they'll help you out. It's yeah. important to have that person, whoever that person is. Yeah. All right. Uh, he says, uh, boy, this is another long email from Neil. He says, regarding the Friday interview show, the interview with Ryan Leaf was out of the box and really good. To continue the out of the box thinking, I know you are not keen on YouTube work. Well, that's not true, Neil. I watch a lot of stuff on the weekends on, on YouTube. I've said that YouTube to me, is, is there's better content. It's harder to find. It's harder to find, but it's better content than Netflix. Like, I think Netflix has gone way down. I think YouTube, which I don't pay for. I don't pay for YouTube, but I think it's better stuff. But I found some really good YouTube channels that I watch. Uh, travel logs and things like that on the weekends, which are pretty good. He says, uh, he says, I know you're not keen on YouTube work and a big fan of radio guests, but would you be able to book some YouTube folks that cover the third rail with zeal? There are only a few of you out there that call all, uh, call out all the hypocrisy, bigotry, and racism, and it would be interesting uh, how uh, conversations would go. We've done that. We've had you know, Leo Terrell, is, uh, is, we mentioned him. We've had him on. Dave Rubin has been on multiple times, a political pundit. Yeah. Um, and we've tried to get some other guys on. Didn't Should we say who we tried to get on? Some former baseball players who we've been efforting but have been unable to, to book for the podcast? Yeah, we've we tried to get Kurt Schilling on and yeah. uh, Aubrey Huff. Yeah, we thought it would be great. I mean, these guys are, you talk about lightning rods and polarizing and all of that. Uh, we thought it would be fun to have those guys on and create a little bit of a firestorm, And but we've been un- unable to, to book them. So yeah, because yeah. that would ignite stuff. People become hysterical when Triggered. they hear opinions that they don't agree with. They <laughs> just Triggered. become fanatical. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, believe it. And it's like it's like that Will Ferrell line. Boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah. And then see when we have if we had Aubrey Huff or Schilling on, and I've interviewed Schilling when I was doing Boston stuff. I had Schilling on. But if if you had those guys on, it would be the. The usual email, and it, it's like a boilerplate at this point. I've gotten so many times over the years. You know, I used to like your show, and I listened for <laughs> X number of years, but since you had blank on, I can no longer listen because you do not agree with my political ideology and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm i thinking about maybe we should go and, and try to uh, inquire about someone from CNN. What if we got Jim Acosta on? Yeah, that would that would be that would be good. I would would talk to any of those guys. I'm not. Obviously, I lean more to the right, but I I would be. I don't care if it's good audio. I'd love to have Joe Biden on. He probably wouldn't remember it if he did it. But any president, (laughs) I always believe that. You know, it's Trump, Biden, Obama, whoever the president is. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm still impressed that that Clay on his show had Donald Trump as a sitting president call into a morning sports radio show. Yeah. To me, that's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, he says, he names some people. You know who any of these people are? Ryan and Jeremy at Sports Wars. Are you familiar with them? No. Uh, John Matrix and Rhodes Rants, Black and White Sports. Are you familiar with them? No. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm sure they're probably good. I just don't. Uh, that's not in my my wheelhouse. He said those guys had under a thousand subscribers a year ago. Today they are nearing a hundred thousand. Wow! There sport, you go. Sports Wars, a hundred one thousand subscribers. Oh, good for them. Wow. He says they're making a living on the third rail, my man. There you go. He says if not, what about outkick the coverage with Clay Travis as a Friday guest? Well, we try to get Clay on, but he's yeah, Clay's big time. He won't come on the podcast. Yeah. 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 See, these guys do this stuff on YouTube, though. So I know you don't like doing YouTube, so it's, you know. Well, I've, I've said, listen, my position is if there's a nice big check coming in, then okay, you know, I'm, I'm fine. But if there's not that nice big check, then it's like, eh, you know. Yeah. 
The motivation. Huh. There you go. Uh, he says, I'm looking forward to the uh, weekend shows with my favorite caddy, Gascon. Well, that's right. What the, the caddy. fuck is this? Back-to-back emails of being a caddy? Uh, that was the same email. A blind Seahawk fan, Emmett, in Olympia, Washington, says, this is for you and west of the 405, David Gagon. What was the most pain you have been through? This is uh, for Maller. What is your issue with people west of the 405? So I guess he wants to know the most pain you've been through. You've told this story before. You've complained about the pain, the agony. You want to repeat that for Emmett, who might not have been listening back then? I mean, I've torn my rotator cuff twice, yeah. and I was in agonizing pain, and uh, physically and emotionally, because it was my sophomore year of college, and I was playing football, and I was—I I thought I was on my way to getting a Division One scholarship, and uh, I was elected team captain, and uh, I was an all-conference tight end, tore my rotator cuff in a scrimmage against UCLA. It was the second time I tore it in a three-year span, and I was done, and uh, and I knew it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think my life would be drastically different if my body didn't, uh, if I didn't fail my body, or my body didn't fail me, it would have been drastically different. So you, where would you have gone to college? Like, where were you thinking you were going to play football? Well, I was getting, I was getting letters of inquiry from like Arizona State, uh, Cal, Oregon, San Diego State. Um, oh, Arizona wow. and Washington State. Yeah, I was going to bring it up last week with Ryan Leaf. I actually took a recruiting trip up to see Mike Price, who was the head coach. You went to the Palouse? Yeah, went to Wazoo. Yeah, oh, I fell in love at Wazoo. Nowhere, man. That's tipping cow country is I what know. that is. Pullman, man. But uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a great experience. And yeah, I had an opportunity. I was an all conference tight end at junior college, and I had three receptions all year and two receptions all year for three yards and. But I hit like a hammer, and our our college was uh, top three amongst uh, biggest recruiting uh, venues throughout the United States. So huh. I had a chance. I had a real good chance, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it was crippling. So yeah, it hurt. It's like when I uh, was up for the L.A. Clippers halftime show, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I can't tell you why. I told you off the air why I didn't get that job. <laughs> It might be in my book someday. Let's just say I was ahead of my time, Gascon. Oh, man. <laughs> that, uh, something happened to me that is commonplace these days, but but back then it a was... Trailblazer? Uh, yeah, I a, a tra- a trailblazer? Yeah, I feel like I was not a Portland trailblazer. Yeah. And especially considering what a, a lap dog I've been for the Clippers over the years. That was really... That was that would have been a big one. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What was the other question? Why do I hate people west of the 405? Because I've met them. No. You know, that's why. No. no, I just don't like pretend. I mean, I live in, in L.A. here. I mean, I know you're in Washington. It's a little different vibe in Olympia, Washington. You're a young guy. You're in high school. And you'll, I mean, you'll figure this out. But, I mean, there's certain, I'm sure there's certain parts of the area you live in where there's people. I just don't like elitist, that nonsense. I don't like that. I, uh, you know, I like, I, I'm, I like to uh, relate. I don't care whether you're a milkman. To me, everyone's the same. I try to treat everyone the same. Yeah. Maybe I don't do it, but people west of the 405, there's a whole class structure. If you run a movie studio, if you're this, that, or the other thing, you've got some status to you. They treat you differently, and I try to treat everyone the same. And I, I can be just as fascinated talking to a guy, this guy Hayes, who's been calling up, who washes bodies for a living, Wait, as what? I can. Yeah, this guy in Minnesota. He, he uh, Does he work at a morgue? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. And he sounds like a guy who would work at a morgue. He's got this very slow delivery to him. But I'm fascinated by his life. Like, how does someone end up in that job? Nobody nobody is a little kid. I would say nobody. I, there's always the exception to the rule. But nobody starts out as a kid saying, boy, I want to wash bodies, dead bodies, when I become a, a grown-up. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a very important thing. I mean, we're all going to die. We all have loved ones that are going to die. And we need, you know, you need to treat the body. I believe the body is, uh, even you know, after you're gone, you got to respect that with the proper honor. But still, actually do it. Um, so, like a guy like that, I'm fascinated. Doc Mike, Looney Tune. I love Doc Mike. But you know, a lot of people in our business, in particular in radio, look down upon these people. A lot of them won't even take calls. And they'd rather just lick the toes of some hack former athlete because they had status and they played professional sports. To me, oftentimes... Not always, but oftentimes these guys that were, you know, just have regular gigs, truck drivers. I've had a great conversation with Moving Man Matt from Boston. He hates your guts, by the way. Uh, but, you know, he's had a very interesting life and things that have happened to him. So, <sighs> what, what, what was that? Tired. 
Wow. Tired. All right, moving on. Uh, Kevin in Kansas writes in. He says, hey, Ben and David, as hosts and creators of the most fun and fascinating podcast out there, do you have any plans to tweak anything? Every episode seems fresh, timely, and informative. How about that? We, uh... That's, uh, 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 Kevin, you should write this email in a review on the Apple podcast page is what you should do. <laughs> Just cut and paste. Boom. Done. He says, I know that good artists are always looking for ways to make the good stuff even better. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Oh, great work, he said. Uh... I don't know. I mean, there's all I mean, there's people approach us all the time. Who knows? I don't know what the future holds, Gascon. I uh, have no idea. I wonder where he is in Kansas. Have you been to Kansas before? I have, but I've just been to the part near Kansas City, which doesn't okay. really count. But I've been to Kansas City. I actually stayed in Kansas City, Kansas, yeah. which is just separated by some train tracks. Oh. Yeah. It's a sister city of Kansas City, Missouri, but you get a cheaper hotel room in Kansas. <laughs> so I stayed in Kansas because the hotel rooms were cheaper than Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, and I figured, like, it's two miles away, so what's the big freaking deal? Yeah. David from Simpsonville, South Carolina, writes in. He says, David, uh, David's dad is a hero. Has he ever or would he ever run for office? All right, your pops, old man, the, the chief, uh, who we've had on the podcast. Guy ran the LAPD. David Gascon was... On television every night around the world during the OJ situation back in the day, has your dad ever considered getting into politics? No, no. But he, I mean, he did. No. Has he told you why not? Well, he did try to run for for chief of police for the LAPD. He would have been the first Latino ever in the department to be chief of police. But uh, yeah, the the police department, the police chief, those guys are more yes men nowadays than they are um, their own men. And the political sphere is just, it's just dark and decrepit now. You, you think about, it doesn't matter if you're right or left, these people all have the interest in themselves, not yeah. their constituents. Now, now w- would your dad be interested in replacing George Gascon no. as the district attorney? Gascon for Gascon. But he would, right? cru- he would crush it, but no, there's no chance. He wouldn't do it. He's, doing, that, yeah, he's, that, he's that, doing a lot right now for the United States Olympic Committee. He's doing stuff on the right. uh, U.S. diving team. He did stuff on the handball team. He does consulting. He yeah, he's still, I, I would imagine once you run the LAPD, you can always have consulting work for police, right? I mean, that's kind of a big but deal. But even so. outside of that, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's doing work for the United States Olympic Committee. Like, how do you go from that's law pretty enforcement cool. to that? And he does. He transitioned easily. What are the perks on that? Do you get to go to, like, the Olympics wherever yeah, it is? Yeah, we're oh. supposed to be going to, uh, to Ch- Tokyo, Japan this year, mm-hmm. but that's not going to be the case, I don't think. But, yeah, he goes to the Pan Am Games that take place. He's gone to Canada when they've had some of the the North American games being played up there. He travels uh, travels the world, but he does a lot of fundraising too. So a lot of these athletes, if you're not on the basketball team or maybe in the baseball teams, you're not getting top dollar at all. Even gymnasts and divers, they don't get any kind of money. So yeah. a lot of fundraising being done, and he's helping out. Uh, Mark in Ottawa writes it. He says, for Gagon, when cuddling with Brian Finley, do you enjoy being the big spoon or the little spoon? Listen, Great question, Mark. Yeah, listen, hey, Mark. Um, <laughs> Mark, last time the Ottawa Senators were worth a shit was back in the 60s, and the last time your shitty country won a Stanley Cup was in 1993. So yeah. kind of go sit on a bike seat with no seat. Jacket. What about Justin Trudeau, your prime minister there? Oh, um, Mr. Blackface. <laughs> yes, Mr. Blackface, who's wokey McWoke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that. some people in Ontario that could uh, not leave their house for like two weeks because of the uh, fucking country. Yeah, I but know. That. Well, the hockey, we talked about this week. Eddie got all upset. I, I loved my instant conspiracy theory that just add water that the, the you saw hockey's like, yeah. or the Canadian government's like, because you're not going to allow crossing the border and all that. And right. There's going to be, you know, to like June. And so my theory was this is a way to jerry-rig the NHL playoffs where they're, it's just the winner of the Canadian part takes on the winner of the U.S., right? Right. And, of course, Eddie immediately pissed all over my parade here and said, no, 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 no. I wouldn't put it past that guy, Justin Trudeau, man. That guy's a little bit of a weasel. Yeah. Right? Not a little bit. A lot of it. I mean, from what I've read about him, I don't know the guy, but from what I've read, it's not very, yeah. very flattering uh, at all. Uh, stick of butter. From California. How about that? He writes in and says, when are you going to pay off your bull testicle bet? Well, I did actually. You can go back. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. If you scroll back, page down, page down, page down, page down. Bull testicle jerky. Disgusting. Ate it because the Clippers took it on the chin against the 
Denver Nuggets. Jason from Rocky Mount, Virginia says, hey, Ben, I'll be sending you a hat next week. Well, thank you, Jason. What? I was wondering how many hats do you think you own and the same for Gagon? Well, Jason, I am a... I am the Imelda Marcos of hats. That's an outdated reference, Gascon. Look it up. Google it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I love hats. And I, I have I, – I picked up a few every year. I'm getting up there now. I just had a birthday. So I probably have in my main rotation – well, available in my main rotation, I got, I don't know, 25 to 30, I would say. Maybe maybe a few more, maybe a few less. I haven't really counted them. Um. But somewhere in there, what about you, Gascon? How many hats do you have? I mean, I'm the mad hatter of sports chatter, so I have to have a fair amount of hats. I, think I could I, even have. I, I might be closer to 50 now, probably do you count, by now. Do you count beanies as hats or no? No, I'm talking just baseball hats. Like the, the, I do these dopey monologues that they got to record me for the stupid YouTube, and I, I wear hats, and so I rotate the hat every night. I try to have a different hat. Man, I, yeah, I only have four of them. I have a Dodgers hat. I have an odd couple hat. I have a Team USA hat. Well, Rob Parker gave you the odd couple yeah. hat. Yeah, you did. And then... Uh, guy said I should still sell some Maller Militia swag. Guy called up from Colorado. He wanted some shirts and some hats and stuff. Rob hustles. I mean, he puts... Yeah, Rob... Out. I give Rob credit, man. Rob's got all, his own line of merchandise. Yeah. He's got the barbershop. We got to get Rob back on. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Especially during <laughs> right, baseball season, too. He's got uh, he's got this website yeah. called MLB Bro, uh-huh. which is dedicated towards African-American baseball players. You know, with obviously with... Parker yesterday, Dave Parker mentioned that yesterday, a limited amount of African-Americans. Like, Rob goes all the way back to the Negro Leagues and to where the athletes are now and and does some some good stuff on it. So it'd be fun. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's it's, it's a weird conundrum. We talk, I, I touched on it with Dave Parker, but I know for 20 years, probably longer than that, the RBI program, I think it's called, yeah. in the inner city. Inner cities, yes. Yeah. And I mean, they try. I mean, what are you going to do? Right? You, you, kids don't want to play because it's not cool, or they don't think they can make it. It's harder to make it in baseball than it is in football or basketball. Yeah, it's uh, a uh, it's yeah. a tough nut to crack. I mean, there's ways to do it, and they can figure it out. But I think what they really need to do is, and Dave Parker touched on this on Friday, is one of the problems baseball has is it does not lend itself lend itself to the debate. You know, one of the reasons it does not get talked about a lot on sports radio is because most of what sports radio is, is there's a controversy to agree with it or disagree with it. Baseball doesn't do that, right? There's not a lot of that. We had some of that type of content uh, with Fernando Tatis Jr. and the Dodgers when they were playing, but it's not a sport that usually does that. But if you know, sports radio and debate show sports debate TV can talk about it. Yeah then that becomes a better thing and it create makes it seem cooler right and, and i think the problem is is well twofold one is you're not doing a good job of marketing and two you don't allow pitchers to throw up and in anymore on these guys without benches being cleared and umpires giving out warnings to both benches i think that's a problem you're protecting these guys way too much as opposed to letting them run and and discipline and and place the game themselves like they did back in the day so the inner city program i at Compton College I was coaching junior college football there in the, in the early 2000s. The inner cities program that was developed by Major League Baseball, they had two gorgeous diamonds on Compton College in the city of Compton, Ben. I mean, you could have eaten off the grass. It was so fine. It looked like it was a putting green. And, yeah, you'd have you'd have some little league teams that would go out there, some junior college teams, and some other high school programs that would play out there. But, yeah, like – I, my problem is is that the the thought process from football, you know this, you go to college, you go to the NFL, you don't worry about the minor league system. We're in Major League Baseball, you could scuttle around, you know, high A, double A, triple A, and never get a crack at the show, and you have all the talent in the world, but you're just buried on a roster because you have a 25 or 40 man roster, and then you have the triple A, the double A, and of course the general manager and whoever he picked up in the draft. So you're you're buried unless unless you're obviously a shoe in as a as a top five pick. Yeah, you, you bring up Compton. I've been to Compton, believe it or not, a few times, and there's actually some really nice areas in Compton. Yeah, which is shocking when you think about the reputation of Compton. It, what is the city next to it? That I to me that's worse than Compton. Watts? No, not Watts. Um, God, what is the name of it? I can't. I'm, I don't know. City of Commerce? Is it Artesia? Is that? Mm. I forget. 
I don't know, but it was it, to me it was much worse than coming. As far as the baseball thing, do you do you buy into the grand conspiracy on why baseball is in the spot it is with the, uh, the lack of black players? That it's because for years, when, when I was a kid, you had so many you know, big star players who were black in baseball: Ozzie Smith and uh, Daryl Strawberry and Eddie Murray and like these biggest stars in the game. But then baseball shifted their focus to the Dominican Republic, right? In Latin America. Yeah. And they really drove, try to get as many Latin players as they could because, you know, there's, listen, there's great ball players in Latin America and it was, they could get these guys in and pay them peanuts and all that. And, and they kind of went away from focusing on uh, going out and scouting in the inner cities and all that. And then it just kind of led to where we are, where now it, they, once you, once you lose it, you can't get it back see, is what I'm trying to but say. But I don't buy that because you know this, when you, you when you get up, when you sign a player internationally, especially overseas in Japan, you're still paying the international cost to sign his rights. So you have to first acquire those rights and then you sign him to a contract. Like, why wouldn't you do that in-house anyway in the United States? I'm not buying that one bit. I mean, I grew up just like you. Griffey, Kirby Puckett, Eddie Murphy, like all these guys were fantastic. Eddie Murray. Eddie, Eddie Murray. Murphy was good on television Eddie and Murray. movies, but yeah. Uh, Eric Davis was good back in the day. I know he played yes. for the Dodgers, played with the Reds, though, won a World Series back in 1990. There was Daryl Strawberry. I, like the list goes on and on and on. I like I don't buy that argument one bit, but you do find. Sweet Lou Whitaker yeah. for the Detroit Tigers. But see, Chet Lemon. I mean, Dave Parker, Dave Winfield, Tony Gwynn. Well, now we're just trying. We're doing a pissing match to name more black players. No, but I'm right saying now. like yeah. you, but you do, you have to admit this. You do find a rabid base of baseball fans in the Dominican Republic, down in South America, Mexico. Like, there are some big baseball fans, fanatics, and they love the game of baseball. And they're on display in Major League Baseball. They don't discriminate one bit. I'm not buying it at all. Yeah, no, I don't think they discriminate. I think baseball would love to have if you're a talented player and you can they can sell you. Uh, you know, they're in the business of selling talented players to make money. So why would they not want uh, players? It's not like there's some grand conspiracy. Uh, I don't buy that. A uh, last one, uh, last one here. Oh, we didn't just... mention Bo Jackson. That's a bad job by us. Holy fuck. Bo knows. Bo knows, man. Bo. Bo don't know puck, but Bo knows, man. I think we should not focus on the star black players. I think we should focus on the like the secondary players, like, like Ramon Martinez, Alejandro like Alvin Pena. Davis, Alvin Davis of the <laughs> Seattle Mariners. You know, he doesn't get talked about enough on radio. What about Dave Stewart? How about Mike Devereaux? Right, oh remember gosh. Mike Devereaux, yeah, outfielder yeah. for the Orioles. Orioles, yeah. And uh, and and uh, how about Bill Madlock? He was actually a pretty. What good about player Franklin Stubbs? Oh, Franklin Stubbs was going to be a star. Mm. He and Greg Brock, big stars, <laughs> couldn't hit, oh, couldn't man. hit. Uh, how about Cal Daniels? Oh, Remember Cal Bosky Daniels? Yeah. <laughs> a DH who played in the National League. <laughs> the knees of a 90-year-old. Oh, man. Always. Uh, oh, Mr. Padre, Tony Gwynn. Did we mention Tony did, Gwynn? yeah. Tony Bip Gwynn. Roberts. How about Bip Roberts? Bip Come Roberts. on. Yeah. Little Bip Roberts running around. Well. Rick, the great Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson, yeah. Tony Phillips. Yeah. Tony well, Clark. We can, keep, we can keep going here. You want to keep going? Yeah, could. Keep going. We can go on uh, all day. Jesse Barfield. Come on. Yeah. Lloyd Mosby, old Toronto Blue Jays back in the day. Fuck Willie Mays, man. Oh, see, now you're going too far in the past. Well, Willie just, McCovey. Yeah. yeah. Jackie Robinson. Boom. Mic drop. I win. Yeah, you do. All right. Uh, Adrian Mile High City says, Ben and Gascon, once again, I have to give credit where it's due. Please bring back the pompous West of the 405 guy. <laughs> that big Mike character sucks. Wow, that's a shot. That's management. Yeah. How dare you? Uh, was was he in charge of producing, editing the podcast uh, recently? All three of them sounded like dog shit. Yeah, we've already been over that. Uh, he says, on a more positive note, I finally got to listen to a live Ben Maller show, midnight to 4 a.m. Tuesday morning here, local time. Normally, I'm a podcast listener, but with my job, I was out plowing snow overnight in April and got to listen live here in Denver on Altitude Sports Radio 950. Nice. On the AM dial. He says, also, from what I understand, the Disneyland will reopen to California residents. Uh, I think it's already open, by the way. Uh, he sent this email a few days ago. He says, my kids are 10, 9, and 5, and my wife and I have been wanting to make the trip with them. Do either of you have any advice or tips 
uh, for when the park opens to everyone, hotels, fast passes, tickets, parking, et cetera? Man, I do not. My my family went to Disney World a couple days ago. That's obviously in Florida, but yeah. Disneyland, I do not know. Um, well, I, I like going to Disneyland. I grew up. I used to have a pass when I was in high school. We had passes that were cheap. If you lived in California, it was like 100 bucks. You got to pass to Disneyland. Now it's like 1600 bucks or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I, I, downtown Disney is pretty cool. Could vibe over there. I think the key I learned from some savvy Disney people is you've got to just take it, get up early, and whatever the hot ride of the day is, I guess the Star Wars thing is still popular. Yeah. Um, you've got to make a mad dash. Be one of the first people. Get there when the park opens. You'll stand online and then just sprint because most people don't get there. I've been there a few times when the park opens and uh, you make the the run and it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Cool. Uh, Wreck-It Re- Ralph actually gave me some advice. He's uh, he's a Disney expert. Wreck-It yeah. Ralph of all people. What is your what's your protocol for desserts at Disneyland? Like, do you go do you go chocolate covered banana with nuts on them or do you go ice cream sandwich? No, I don't even do that. I I go in uh, not Disneyland proper, California's Adventure. They oh. had I don't know if they still do. They have a uh, what's that Northern California uh, chocolate place starts with a G. You, you know what I'm talking about? No, um, you don't. No, I do not. No, you know in L A we have C's Candy, Southern California, but in Northern California they have. Oh, uh, uh, not yeah. Uh, I was gonna say Gear, is it Gear, Ghirardelli's? Is that it? I think it's Ghirardelli's. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is actually one of my favorite things in life. Uh, I've never had. What's that? I've never had a Ghirardelli's. You've never had? Well, there's actually a place in Hollywood. They have a shop there. But Ghirardelli chocolate at the place at Disneyland, they have a cookie sundae. Oh. Which is, uh, it is is amazing. It's one of the great things I've ever had. Uh, Just... Cookie madness. It is amazing, amazing, amazing. Now, do you have it cold or do you have it hot or warm? No, no, I, I have it. It's it's just like a, a I don't know if Sunday's is describing it right. It's like a big bowl filled with vanilla ice cream oh. and cookies, all different cookies. It's awesome. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. In fact, I think that's one of the you know I'm going to cheat a little bit on my diet and uh, you know, partake in a cookie Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go over to Hollywood, nice in the wood in Hollywood, and and have that. So that's it's, good. Uh, it's really good. All right, that's it, Gascon. Another weekend is done. We will be back. I will be back on the radio tonight to break down all that has happened. The Good moves, the bad moves, what we love, what we don't love about the 2021 NFL draft. So we have that to look forward to. So have a great day. If you missed the Dave Parker podcast, go back. Remember, five stars, five stars, five stars. And have a great rest of your Sunday. We'll talk to you then. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits... LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.